Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Greetings, traveller, and welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast where each week we take a film, go through it minute by minute, second by second, and by the end of it we decide whether it should be inducted into the bad movie cult or live to fire another day. And to help me with this quest, if you will, I have my co-host, Mr. Kemby Wild. Hello. This week we're covering a massive favourite of both of ours. It's the 1986 Jim Henson film... Labyrinth. TriStar Pictures announces the collaboration of three extraordinary talents. Jim Henson, creator of The Muppets and Dark Crystal. Oh! Where you go with a head like that? Hmm? George Lucas, creator of the Star Wars saga. the most innovative forces in modern entertainment, David Bowie. <laughs> Together, they will take you into a dazzling world of fantasy and adventure. There's nothing to be afraid of. A world where anything seems possible and nothing is what it seems. The world of Labyrinth. Got a plot for you, Ken? Yes. 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother Toby when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the Goblin King. Got some taglines for you? Yes, please. The imagination of Jim Henson. Mm -hmm. The wizardry of George Lucas. The excitement of David Bowie. Mm -hmm. Was that it? Yes. I thought we were just going to carry on. With other stuff. Three extraordinary talents take you to a world of fantasy and adventure. The world of Labyrinth. I like the way that Bowie seems included in all of it. Yeah. Unless he's not one of the three in that second one. Is that is that the same? I would assume it's the three. Yeah. Uh, next one. Where everything seems possible and nothing is what it seems. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Where anything is possible is another one. No. Amazing tale of never-ending fantasy. Oh, pun, pun, pun. Mm-hmm. Which one you have in there? Um, I like the um, seems possible, but nothing's as it seems. Where everything seems possible and nothing is what it seems. Yeah, because then would suggest that it's not possible. And the last one for you. Yep. Jim Henson, George Lucas and David Bowie take you into a dazzling world of fantasy and adventure. 
Yeah, that's not really a tagline. That's just like what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to say before we start, Ken? Or you just want to crack in? No, let's, let's just go for it. I fucking love this film. Let's go for it. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Start off, CGI Owl. Underground plays as the credits start. We meet Sarah. She's in a forest. She's wearing a flowery headdress. She's dressed as a princess. Although you say she was 16. Mm. Yeah, she's supposed to be 16. Yeah, you'd have thought she wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's a bit childish. At the childish. age of 16. This is very childish, isn't she? I mean, I know it's doing? the 80s, but... Uh, Just yeah. what you were doing. Oh, yes. <laughs> 86. Yeah, I was wearing the same dress. Nine-year-old little <laughs> Kenneth. Yes, I yeah. was, yeah. Well, actually, my note is thoughts on Jennifer Connelly. That's the question I wanted to ask you. Me? Yeah, what were your thoughts? Nine-year-old Ken watching this. No, I fancied Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, me too. Still yeah. do. Yeah, I'm allowed to. Not sure Bowie was. No. To be honest. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I was allowed to fancy Jennifer Connelly at this age. Yeah. Similar to when you mocked me for fancying uh, Daniel Harris in the Halloween films. I know she's a kid in those, but I was a kid when I watched them. So she's I, younger I than just... Jennifer Connelly, is that? Yeah, but I know. She's only just slightly younger than myself. Mm. I was allowed to fancy her. Mm. I was the same age. That's okay. It's if I was to fancy her as a kid now, I think. Is that the issue? Yes. All right. Then we'll say no more We're about Moving this. swiftly on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she she flubs a line that she's trying to get out and she has to go to a book that she's got with her called The Labyrinth. She can never remember the line, the last line of it. She can't. It's just how it is. The line is, you have no power over me. She just can't remember that line. Yeah, which is weird because uh, before that line, there's loads of bullshit, isn't there? Yeah. She does remember. You know who else fancy Jennifer Connelly during Labyrinth? Go on. Duncan Jones who was on set taking pictures as a kid really? and really, really fancied Jennifer Connelly at the time. Son of a bitch. And actually said it online on Twitter that he really fancied her during the making of Labyrinth when he was on set. And her now husband, Paul Bettany, was like, oh, tough luck then, isn't it, mate? <laughs> or something along the Fair dues. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was funny. I like Paul Bettany. I like him as well, yes. Yeah. I didn't realise he was married to Jennifer Connelly, though, the prick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a dog barking. It's an old English sheepdog that you'll see from the Dulux adverts if you're in England. My He's parents used to have one. Did they? Yep. That's cool. Called, called Dilly. Well, this one's called Merlin. Uh, my parents sold mine. Why? That's what they said. Because you loved it. Yes. <laughs> so they thought. Because it was my only friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they said they sold it. I think they shot it. Yeah. They didn't even have guns back then. Oh, Ken keeps disappearing off in a fucking dress with the dog. We're going to have to get rid of the dog. <laughs> or, or Ken. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one. Yeah, one or the other. Whichever one we can get away with. Uh, the bell tower rings, means it's seven o'clock and she's late back home. More underground plays as Sarah and Merlin, they run back through the town. Yeah, and she says, it's not fair. And then it starts pissing it down, doesn't it? Absolutely hammering it down. Yeah. Rain everywhere. Oh dear, it's horrible. I do like the look of this town. This is like classic, like... Yeah, it's like a little... Small town America. Little, I don't know. It's supposed to be England, isn't it? No. Should be. Only because Bowie's in it, but I think it's supposed to be America. Oh, right. I thought it looked like a little English hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> a small village. I don't know, actually. I think it's supposed to be um, America. It's got an old English sheepdog. So? It's English. 
<laughs> you don't get them in America. You don't know what we're talking about, do you? <laughs> you don't know what dogs are, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you lot. Her stepmom isn't happy because she's an hour late. Yeah. They're Googling dog. <laughs> what is a dog? Uh, the mum says her and her dad, uh, they don't go often and uh, they only do it if it doesn't interfere with Sarah's plans and uh, it, she encourages her to go on dates with boys. Yeah. Or Fair th- enough. Or 30-year-old musicians. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Or their sons. Or nine-year-old boys. Can be wild yeah. in a dress. <laughs> Sitting at home in a dress and a beard. <laughs> little little <laughs> nine-year-old Ken with his beard. <laughs> Sarah, she's not happy with this and storms off to her bedroom saying she can't do anything right. And uh, you hear the mum say, she treats me like a wicked stepmother in a fairy story, no matter what I say. To be honest though, right, if if her, if she had to be home by seven, then she hasn't done that right. No, she hasn't. No. And she does say, in fact, we don't, the, only re- the only time we go out is we know when it doesn't interfere with your plans. Yeah, and if your plans are just standing in a park spouting bullshit in front of a dog... Then that's not much of a plan, is it? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. To be honest, the character of Sarah, for the first 15 minutes or so, she's really fucking unlikable, yeah, isn't she? Yeah. She's such a spoiled little shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and quite horrible. Yeah. When it, comes, when it comes to babysitting, Bowie's better. Yeah, and he kidnaps a fucking child. Yeah, exactly, so. but at least he likes him. Yeah, yeah. No, at, <laughs> at least he wants to keep him. Yeah, you know, he's, like, she's the one who wishes him away and all that shit. Anyway, on with it. We head to Sarah's room, and throughout the room, there's little sort of foreshadowings of what's going to happen later in the film. We see a rotating jewelry box with the figure dressed in a the ball gown that Sarah wears later, and uh, there's a stuffed Ludo toy. There's a wooden labyrinth maze. There's a statue of Hoggle. Um, and in the scrapbook on the on the side there, we, there's a picture of her mom with a, her co-star. Her mom was a, an actress, and her co-star is David Bowie in the picture. Really? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you who I thought it was when I saw it? Morgan Freechild. Worse. Worse than Morgan Freechild. Eddie Murphy. Richard Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I no. I swear it looks like Richard Lynch. I can see why you'd say that, It yeah. seriously does look like it's her and Richard Lynch. Yeah. Of all people. Same just, hair, isn't it? Yeah, Diana just before hair. he... Imagine, imagine if he shot Bowie's dick off in this. He'd be still shooting now. <laughs> With that beast. <laughs> how, how long's that been? Because I, I was wondering when we'd actually bring up... Uh, Bowie's dick. Bowie's dick. <laughs> 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes. What, with editing? That's probably about three. <laughs> I <wish>. Probably <laughs> the third minute. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it, I thought it was Richard Lynch. But it's, um, it's apparently not. It's Bowie. Really? Yep. Uh, she's got a crown on her head and is dicking around with makeup when the dad knocks, telling her that they've put the Toby to bed, her little brother, and they'll be back around midnight. Obviously, Sarah isn't happy, and less so when she finds out someone's been in her room and stolen Lancelot. Yes, her teddy bear at the age of 16. Uh, she tells Toby she hates him to yeah. his face. <laughs> yes, this is her baby, by the way. This is a, a baby and her brother. Yeah. That she hates. Because she found the, the Lancelot bear on the floor of his crib as if he could take it from her room and bring it back with him. <laughs> He's a fucking one-year-old. He's been old. out there climbing up the walls <laughs> like some sort of possessed demon baby. Yeah. yeah, it's stolen the toy, taken it back to his crib, popped it in there with himself, and then thought, do you know what will piss her off even more? 
if I don't even cuddle it. Yeah. Yeah, so he's done that as well. Diabolical. All just just to piss her off. It's worked because she's not happy and she hates him. She cries out for someone to uh, help her and take away this awful, uh, take her away from this awful place. She's dramatic, if nothing else. She's a little bit over the top, isn't she? Yeah. That's what I mean. She's quite unlikable. Toby's crying, so Sarah tells him a story of a beautiful young girl whose stepmother always made her stay home with the baby. Yeah. And she basically explains the whole plot of the film. Yeah, me, 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 me. But of course, while she's doing that, thankfully, we get to see some puppets. Yeah, they they start waking up when when she starts saying about goblins taking Toby away. Uh, She starts to cradle Toby, and she carries as he carries on crying, but she still teases him about saying the words. Like, I'm going to say the words that are going to get goblins to take you away. It's like, are you fucking mental? This kid's going to grow up insane. Just because he keeps shouting, I hate you, in his face. Yeah. I tried not to do that with my children. Mm. He's tried the uh, the main yeah, word there. Uh, you know, at least I tried. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, she's not trying at the moment, is she? She's very eager to do it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong here. Yeah. She was asked to babysit. I assume she agreed. She was late. And uh, now she's upset about the whole thing. Well, she gets the words wrong to be able to take for the goblins to take Toby away, much to the annoyance of the goblins. She puts Toby down and walks back to the door. She finally says the correct words and turns the lights off in the room. And as she does, Toby instantly goes quiet, which I really like. I think that's like a horror movie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really like that as a kid. Yeah, when it's crying, she turns the light off and instantly stops crying. Yeah. All the way through, of course, the, the goblins themselves are little comedy value yeah there is one in particular is like did she say it yeah he's just a big idiot goblin that they all have a go at yeah yeah i just just really like the every every goblin in this is good she goes back into the room asking if he's okay and as she gets closer the bedclothes in the crib move and she lifts it off and uh toby's gone cue a white owl at the window the bloody owl and there's goblins you see them all running around the room and stuff so it's got so nostalgic watching this, just remembering it from a kid. Yeah, every time she turns around, everything everything stops. Yeah. So that she doesn't see any of this. We get to see it while she's looking out different places. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great fun. Again, they don't really make films like this anymore. You're not allowed to have 30-year-olds... Grooming children Grooming 16-year-old women. <laughs> I suppose that's true, yeah. <laughs> not these days. Plus, who would be the person you'd have as Jareth now if you had to cast it now? Like, There's no one like Bowie. It'd be Justin Bieber. Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. That's oh, just because you said Justin. I immediately thought you were going to say Timberlake. Mm. But you went Bieber. You Biebered. Bieber you Bieber. Bieber. You Biebered when I Timberlaked. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, it's, it's a classic. It's what we do. Yeah. That's always it's been leveled out, hasn't it? Bloody, you, you're the youth. You're the youth in this. Yeah. <laughs> Timberlake's very much of your era, isn't he? <laughs> is he not? <laughs> I don't know who he is. Are you bopping around to NSYNC? Oh, never heard of him. <laughs> New kids. <laughs> New kids on the block, mate. Yeah. That's me. Uh, the window bursts open anyway, and, and the owl flies in around the room. and it's a t- fucking owl. They're massive, those things. If that was a real owl. It's not, obviously. It looks pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah, and it's not Clearly the first, not first effort CGI in a film, this. Uh, I believe it first. was, yes. Yeah. I believe it was. It does look shit. There's no like lighting on it. It's all just like 
there's no shade, is it? Like, it goes through shade and stuff, and it's just the same look all the way through. I've still seen worse than this, and this oh, was yeah. the first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, Spawn. You remember Spawn, the, the bad yeah, guy at the think end? I have ever seen all of Spawn. Okay, no. I think I turned Spawn on. That's the worst CG I've ever seen in a film. You've clearly never seen Curse of the Sabretooth. <laughs> is that with the guy from Lord of the Rings? Fuck no, what? The guy who's Gimli in Lord of the Rings. He's in the film, I think it's Sabretooth. I've not seen... Lord of the Rings, either. Uh, big, Speaking of CGI. He's, he's kind of like a poor man's uh, Brian Blessed. I don't know. But there's, I think it's Sabretooth he's in, and the, the fucking CGI in that is terrible as well. No. It's either that then or Curse. Yeah. The big gold tooth falls off it. No, that's oh, not the same one. Fuck me. Um, yeah, the, the owl circles around the room, and it turns into David it's Bowie. David Bowie right there. Amazing. Jarrah, the Goblin what, King. He looks fucking amazing. He's got the sort of Lamar wig, hasn't he? I'd love hair like that. It's like long but voluptuous at the it's, top it's there. It's beautiful. It really is. He looks absolutely spot on. He does, yeah. I'd love to look like that all the time. <laughs> In a cloak with yes. Lamar hair. Yeah, with owl feathers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. I'd go to work like that. Seriously, I would. I'd just dress like that all the time. Well, nothing's stopping you growing that. I'm trying. (laughs) Is that what's going on? Yeah, that's why I've not cut it. Is that why you dress like? Is that why you're in a cape? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know we were doing this. No, I didn't. (laughs) You're him, aren't you? You're the Goblin King. I want my brother back, please, if it's all the same. What's said is said. But I didn't mean it. Oh, you didn't. Please, where is he? You know very well where he is. Please bring him back, please. Sarah, go back to your room. Play with your toys and your costumes. Forget about the baby. I love the fact that he's having a go at her for playing with toys and costumes when he's dressed like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like mocking her for wearing a dress when he's fucking dressed. (laughs) So yeah, you pathetic little twat. You pathetic little twat. I can't believe how much of a twat you are. (laughs) Jareth, anyway, he gets one of his balls out. He does, yeah, and he starts spinning it. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, various things that Jareth does with crystal, with the crystal balls rolling around his arms and all that sort of shit. That's uh, not c- camera tricks or any kind of special effect. That's actually done in real life by a juggler. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that it wasn't him. There would be no I, way he could learn honestly, that shit. Well, why not? It looks complicated. I learned how to like rotate them in my hand. What like, about the one? I can yeah, rotate but- my balls. I learned. I know. It. I've seen it. Oh yeah, that's why we I've were both you. sacked from our last workplace. But you know, yeah. when he's, he's like doing the whole like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's difficult, I guess. The beginning bit. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I can, I can spin them in my hand. Well, there three, you go, ladies. Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I added someone else's ball to the mix. Yes, exactly. That's why we got sacked from. <laughs> And yet, why we are still friends. <laughs> I've brought you a gift. What is it? It's a crystal. Nothing more. But if you turn it this way, look into it. It'll show you your dreams. But this is not a gift for an ordinary girl who takes care of a screaming baby. Do you want it? 
Then forget the baby. I can't. It is that I don't appreciate what you're trying to do for me, but I want my brother back. He must be so scared. Sarah. Don't defy me. Uh, he offers Sarah his ball anyway. All she needs to do is forget about the baby. Yeah. Don't defy me. Yeah. Every, everything he says is bowed to the max. It really is. And oh, I love it. She declines and says she just wants her brother back. Yeah, which is weird because it was literally a minute ago where yeah. she wished him dead. Yeah. <laughs> hated him and just wanted him to fuck off. But now, no. Now she's uh, that character arc is pretty steep, isn't it? On this one, yeah, yeah. This is when she now she's fine for the rest of the film. Yeah, you like her. Yeah, before that, it was me. honestly. It's the first ten minutes. I think is, I think it was only ten, ten fifteen at the most. But yeah, where she just seems just totally unlikable, mm. just an absolute brat. Yeah, uh, Bowie turns the ball into a snake. Does the Sarah? Don't defy me. Don't defy me. Throws a snake in her face, turns into a scarf. <laughs> That's the best way to attract women back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah, well, I, I was I was too young to uh, be able to train snakes to be flung into girls' faces. <laughs> but uh, by the time I was old enough, uh, of course, it was the 90s and uh, that had gone out of fashion. Yeah, it was slinkies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't allowed to throw live snakes at girls. No, it was those like um, chewy candy snakes that you had to throw at them. Yeah. Or slinkies. Yeah, or um, just spray silly string at their faces. We get a room full of goblins that appear behind her and laugh, and then they hide when she turns round. And Bowie says, you're no match for me, Sarah. He does, yeah. And he points and says, he's there in my castle. Points out the bedroom window, and this is when we see the the new world outside. It's a hedge and stone maze labyrinth, stretching as far as the eye can see. In the middle of it is a castle, Jareth's castle, where Toby is being kept. And it, one of my favourite line deliveries now from Bowie, where he says, Turn back, Sarah, before it's too late. Before it's too late. <laughs> I love the way he says that line. Is that the castle beyond the Goblin City? Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. I can't. Don't you understand that I can't? And uh, by this point, they've been transported out the room and they're at the entrance of the labyrinth. Yeah, he sets the clock. 13 hours. He says you have 13 hours to solve the labyrinth or Toby will become a goblin. And then he disappears. Yep, there's a bit of a laugh. So, Ken, your thought, your thoughts on Bowie's first appearance? Amazing. Couldn't have actually... No. It's like, every super, line is delivered amazingly. Yeah, honestly. It's just... gives me fucking goosebumps, to be honest. <laughs> just imagining him standing there doing it. You'd be there thinking... If you were the director of this, you'd be there thinking, that's fucking amazing, that. You give us a turn back, Sarah, before it's too late. Turn back, Sarah. Before it's too late. <laughs> Before it's too late. Before it's too late. I wonder why, why does he speak like that? Why the hell not? <laughs> it's just like... If I would speak like this every day, I would be so fucking popular. 
<laughs> it's like the, the fluctuations are just not where you expect them to be. Just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Bowie. Didn't you hear a, an amazing prank call on the radio? That was- uh, yeah, it was about um, <laughs> trying to rent a, a, a hotel room. It's, it's, it's it like a radio to, yeah, show. It was, it was a booking a hotel room. Yeah, and prank um, call sort of thing. Yeah, and they called this hotel, and it was just like, yeah, I, I'm the representative of David Bowie. He's coming to stay, and all that, and and they were just like, um, and it was like, yes, of course, yes, no, no problem. Yeah, we, we'll be able to do that. And he said, you know, I've got David here. He's got a few questions for you. <laughs> and they were like, certainly, yes. Yeah. He's like, hello, this is David Bowie. <laughs> and they were like, yes, sir, yeah. And he was just like, tell me about this room. Is it? Nice. <laughs> and the, the the bit that got me, and this 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 guy, I mean, he's so good at his job, and he was trying to be really really good. And he said, "Tell me, has it got a lovely shagpile carpet?" <laughs> he said, "Well, it's got it." He's like, "Has it?" <laughs> he just cuts him off, <laughs> just demanding to know about the shagpile carpet. <laughs> It's so oh, it's such a lot of fun. You can YouTube all of those David Bowie impressions. They're brilliant. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, she starts her quest. The sun rises, and straight away we bump into a new character who's pissing into a pond. Yeah, it's <laughs> unusual for a kids' film, and quite isn't it? literally, he's just having a piss. It's a dwarf. Is he a dwarf? He is. Yeah. Named Hoggle, yeah. and he's voiced by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Yeah, and he turns around. And he says, oh, it's you. That's a fucking great impression. That Thanks was. very much. I, I do I do all the impressions for the, the entire film. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I've watched it many times. Decent Bowie, but that's yeah. a fucking great hoggle. <laughs> uh, he seems to already know Sarah when she asks him or, um, for help getting through the labyrinth and starts using a spray can, Hoggle does, to kill fairies that are flying around their heads. Um, Sarah's not happy with it. She goes to pick up one, and one of the little flying arseholes uh, bites her. Yep. And he says, well, what did you expect? What did you expect him to do? Grant wishes? Yeah. And, of course, that's exactly what she expected, because she's a 16-year-old child. Who knows fuck all about yeah. fuck. She's a 16-year-old, 8-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she? Who believes in fairies and all that shit. Hoggle's being awkward. He refuses to answer Sarah's questions when she asks about the door to get into the labyrinth. And uh, Sarah says, it's hopeless asking you anything. And he says, none if you ask the right questions. Very good. How do I get into the labyrinth? And he says, now that's more like it. And he points to a massive set of heavy wooden doors that open on their own. Uh, they weren't there a second ago, though, Ken. That's because she takes everything for granted. Ah. Although it is true, they weren't fucking there. Yeah. So, you know, we also took it for granted because we can't see them. And that tells us that nothing is what it seems in this labyrinth. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Sarah, she enters, looks left, looks right. Looks left again, looks behind her, looks at her feet. Looks up. <laughs> looks down. And then she leaves. And it looks like a never-ending corridor in both directions. Hoggle tells her that she takes too much for granted and warns her that even if she gets to the centre of the labyrinth, there's no chance she'll get out again. 
And at this point, uh, this is one of the first instances of people getting his name wrong, even though they just told it literally just a second ago. And do you know what she does? She calls him Hogwart. Yeah, Harry Potter. And of course, that would go on to be uh, J.K. Rowling's. Uh, she'd stole that from him. Although, fair play, won an Oscar for um, that drumming film. So, you know, he, he, he recouped. <laughs> but still, stole. Always wanted pictures of Spider-Man, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that's him, yeah. yeah. Stole that idea, though, didn't she, eh? Hey, 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 hey! Not so popular now, are you? Well, I mean, she calls him cunt flap later, so it's probably a good thing she didn't choose that one. Well, that's my book about wizards. <laughs> Flesh wizards. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember the film adaptation. <laughs> yeah, cunt flaps too. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, should never have been electric. Should have been battery. <laughs> I learned that though from uh, from the the, the set. hard way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, not as hard as other people learned it. Uh, Sarah tells him that they've <laughs> gone flaps to electric boogaloo. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'd watch that. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, it's a kids film. This, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> if there's no kids listening, someone has reviewed oh, Labyrinth. Like <laughs> someone's reviewed Labyrinth. <laughs> Little Timmy, just listen to this. It's your favourite film. <laughs> well, I sort something out. Hi, kids. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Check out our other episodes. <laughs> Sarah tells him that if that's all the help he's going to be, then he best leave. Thanks for your help, Hogwart. It's Hoggle, and don't say I didn't warn you, he says. Anyway, off she goes, takes a right into the labyrinth. Hoggle leaves, uh, shuts the doors behind him. She's walking for about 20 seconds before moaning that the labyrinth doesn't have any turns or corners. Yeah, she's had enough already. Yeah. See, she's still a little bit annoying. I know yeah. she's uh, like, you know, she turns the corner. Well, not literally yet, but um, nah, she's still a bit annoying. And there's like eyes on stalks, isn't there? Mm. All, all the way through this as well, which is, it's nice. It's nice. They do the little background. Is it nice? Puppetry. <laughs> is it? Tell me. Yeah, I, I quite like those little bits. And uh, suddenly it's, hello. And she's like, what the fucking hell is that? <laughs> she <Yeah>. shouts. <laughs> It's a tiny little worm on the wall next to where she's like yeah. fallen to the ground in frustration. And she asks him if he knows the way through the labyrinth, and he says, "No, I'm just a worm." And offers her, "Come inside and meet the missus." That's what he keeps saying. He to does, him. yeah. He says that a couple of times, which is weird because if she said, "Yeah, go on then," how the hell would they film that? I don't know. Well, they don't because she says no. She's Maybe he was just fucking stupid, tricking her to get him back to get her back to his lair. Yeah, because he fancied her as well. Yeah, yeah. If she moans to to him about there being no way other than straight ahead, and the worm sets her straight, saying the place is full of openings, she just isn't seeing them because she takes it for granted. Yeah, they do uh, pack in with this, by the way. They don't keep going on about taking stuff for granted. I think it stops after about twenty minutes. Yeah, she's learnt the lesson from this bit. Yeah. And then that's yeah. The end so of it. so we don't keep banging on about it. It doesn't make sense in the first place. So it's a good job they do stop doing it. 
Yeah, he tells her there's one right in front of her, and then come inside, have a nice cup of tea at his house. Sarah says the opposite, there might, there's just a wall, there's no way through. Things aren't always what they seem in this place, says the worm, which again has been mentioned before. Don't take anything for granted. And uh, there's like a nice sort of perspective camera trick when she walks forward and she finds herself. Do you know, I can never, ever see that fucking opening. No, me neither. Ever. Even now, I still cannot see how they do that. Mm. But yeah, it's really, really well done that she does just walk forward, arms in front, and she walks through the wall because it's not there. Yeah. Very impressive. It is good, yeah. And uh, any doubt that this was written by someone from Monty Python is washed away with this joke. Where she says, oh, thank you, I'm going to go. And she starts to turn left. <clears throat> but the worm calls her back by telling her, no, you don't go that way. And she says, oh, thank you, and goes off the other way. And the worm tells us it was a good thing he stopped her or it would have taken her directly to the castle. That's a very Monty Python-style <coughs> joke. <coughs> yep, that we're only us a party to as the viewer. Yeah. You see, we know that that would have taken her directly to the castle, which is exactly where she wants to be. Where the fuck did he think he, she was going? I don't know. That's a, that's yeah. I did think that because if if he's stopping her from going to the castle, what's the point of her being in the labyrinth? Yeah. What, if she was trying to get out outside the labyrinth. Tra la la, <laughs> answer me, worm. But no, yeah, and also, why didn't she say why? Why why can't I go that way? Yeah, but he just says don't, and she's like, fair dues, thank you yeah. very much. Classic Jim Henson scene next with a shitload of puppets in the main room of the castle. Yeah. Doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, we see Toby crying in the middle of them. And uh, this is where we get the dance magic song. It's oh, a beautiful song. It's got over 48 puppets, 52 puppeteers and eight people in costumes. This one scene has. And that's not including David Bowie. Yeah. Who's a kid. Yeah. Bowie's sitting on his throne looking bored at the clock on the wall. We can see three hours have elapsed. Bowie's looking fucking cool in this scene. He's got like the riding jodper things on and the boots and shit and the cane and the billowy uh, shirt and waistcoat. Much as I'm wearing. Yes, exactly. Right now. Rotating your balls at me. Damn right. And even cooler than that is our first proper song and it's the magic dance. It's a beautiful song, isn't it? Here's a clip. You remind me of the babe. Babe with the power. power? Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe. Quiet! A goblin babe. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I saw my baby crying hard as babe could cry. What could I do? It ends with Bowie throwing Toby into the air, walking off, caught by a goblin, all that sort of stuff. That's actually quite good. It's always fun, isn't it? Because it is a baby, isn't it? Yeah. Until he throws it in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Always made me laugh, that. What are your thoughts on the song? I uh, loved it. Mm. Yeah. That's a, a song, because it starts off with uh, dialogue, doesn't it? And then builds into a song. If I was to type, um, you remind me of the babe, on Facebook, a member of my family would reply, what, babe? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that it would go on from there because we used to watch this quite a lot. Yeah. 
This is, yeah, uh, this is something that we've spoke about again before we did the podcast. We used to speak about Labyrinth and we both loved it. So, And I think there was a few people in there uh, where we used to work that used to love this yeah. film. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, cut back to Sarah marking the, the ground with lipstick, an arrow pointing the way that she's going. And as she w- runs off, uh, a tiny creature appears from beneath the tile she drew on and flips it over, cursing her as she does it. Your mother is an aardvark, is what it shouts at her. <laughs> Which uh, we, we don't know. It's quite disrespectful because I think her mother's died. Um, but, you know, they're not to know, I suppose. Uh, Sarah eventually notices that her marks are being changed and she's lost. Uh, she moans how unfair it is and a couple of doors start laughing and agreeing how unfair it is. Uh, we've got two doors side by side with guards attached to them, like uh, sort of a playing cards, like one up, one down. Red on the left, blue on the right. She says that she swore this was a dead end before and notices the way she just came is now a dead end. And she asks the doors what she's supposed to do. And Jim Morrison says... <laughs> dance, magic dance. Uh, the doors tell her that one of them leads to the castle at the centre of the labyrinth and the other leads to certain death. She asks them which leads to the labyrinth and they explain that they can't tell her and instead give her a logic puzzle she must solve in order to find out the correct door. That's the last thing you want, really, isn't it? It is a bit Some logic. sort of fucking logic puzzle. You're already dealing with a labyrinth, so you've yeah. already got a puzzle. And then to be throwing another puzzle in there, you'd be like, fuck's sake. Uh, basically, she needs to ask one, of, one question to one of the doors in order to work out which door to use. With one catch, one door always lies, the other door tells the truth. Mm-hmm. She ends up solving it by asking one of the doors what the other door would say leads to the castle. And whichever answer you get, you go through the opposite door, they say. It doesn't matter which card you ask, because the answer they will give will always be the same. This is a true puzzle. Yeah, it's an actual logic yeah. puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, and and she does solve it. Yeah. Which is weird, because uh, it doesn't go well for her, even though she, she solves it correctly. She asks the correct question, she's given the right answer, she acts on that, and uh, it still ends up shit. Yeah, she goes through the correct door, and as she walks through, she says it's a piece of cake. And as she says that, the floor opens up and she vanishes. And that's actually a theory on the on the film, that every time she says it's a piece of cake, things go wrong. Something happens, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's not as it seems. So even though she solves this logic puzzle, it's not as it seems because she was right, but it still goes wrong. Yeah. They don't actually go into it because it's bloody kids film why would they mm. it's only as an adult it's only it's only since i was an adult that i actually looked up to see how the fucking hell was that was she right or wrong yeah did she get that wrong and no she actually gets it right yeah but they still fuck her over yeah it's a, it's something that you can if you google the um the labyrinth door puzzle thing you'll, you'll get a, an explanation of how it's logically it works it is still confusing and i remember actually this scary meal as a kid this where she falls down the shaft with all the hands shaft yes <laughs> loads of hands grabbing her as she falls and the hands use themselves to talk to her like explaining that they're helping hands and would she like to for her to let go of her or to take her back up yeah up or down that's the question 
Uh, she chooses down, which I never understood. Surely you want to go back up to where you were before if it takes you directly to the castle. I think, well, she says, seeing as I'm already headed that way, I'll go down. Yeah, mental. But, Why but, would but, you? I don't know, especially when they all react like that. Yeah. She chose down. <clears throat> and she's like, wait, I've changed my mind. And they'll just let her go. They drop her down into some dark void underneath the eye of Jareth, who is using one of his balls to watch her. <laughs> as we've all done. Yeah. She's in the oubliette. (laughs) (laughs) The oubliette. And they all start laughing and uh, Jarrah's like, she should not have gotten that far. Which is true. You know, no one should ever get as far as the oubliette. That's that's how we all live our lives. Yeah. She'll never give up, says a goblin. And he says, won't she? (laughs) Tra-la-la. Not yet. The dwarf's about to lead her back to the beginning. Soon she'll give up. And when she realises she has to start all over again... (laughs) Well? Laugh? That's brilliant, isn't it? And they all do. And he laughs as well. He laughs when they start laughing. Can you give us a well laugh? Well? Laugh? (laughs) And they all stare and he joins in again. He throws his ball up in the air. And we head back to Sarah. She's in the oubliette in the dark. She hears footsteps, and it's that double-crossing son of a bitch hoggle. Well, not yet. She doesn't know he's double-crossing yet. Says he's come to give her... Well, yeah, Bo- we do. Bowie says it, though. Yeah, but we, yeah, we've we got that thinking, but yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't, know. She trusts him beyond belief. Yeah. She's, she, he's the only person she's met. Yeah, except for a worm yeah, and a door. And those fucking Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's come to give her a hand, he says, and uh, he explains an oubliette is a place they put people to forget about them. It's true. He actually, she says, oh, you're an oubliette. She's like, oh, he's like, you don't even know what an oubliette is. Uh, which is true, because nobody does. Yeah, and uh, what is one? Do you know? It's a dungeon with just a hole in the top of it. It's shaped a bit like a lamp. Yeah, it's like flat like, at the bottom and goes narrow. With hands and shit and above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like David Bowie can see you. Yeah, it's yeah. like a French dungeon. Yeah, and he says, because he doesn't go into that, no. he says, it's a place where people put you to forget about you. These are some, some superb impressions here, Kenneth. Thank you. <laughs> Wait till we get to Ludo and then you'll come into your own. <laughs> Hello, guys, it's me, Ludo. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Richard Drafus as Ludo. As Ludo. Yeah, he points out that <laughs> Hoggle points out the lack of doors and windows, only the hole she was dropped into, and the labyrinth is full of oubliettes. <laughs> Which is a great sentence. Yeah. Isn't that just like life? It is. Oh, beautiful, Ken. Yeah, I like that. It just so happens Hoggle knows a shortcut out of the labyrinth and he can take her there. And she tells him no, she has to carry on to save Toby and Hoggle says it only gets worse from here on in. Sarah questions why he's all of a sudden so concerned about her to which he says she's a nice young girl who he hates to see trapped in a big black oubliette. Which again is like life. Uh, Sarah notices Hoggle's fondness for jewellery and offers to give him her bracelet in exchange for helping her to get as close to the castle as Hoggle can get her. He's like, what is that made of? And she's just like, plastic. He's like, oh, mm. he likes it. Plastic. 
Turns out Hoggle fucking loves plastic, is what of I read. Of course he does. And he agrees. Makes a doorway out of uh, like wooden boards on the floor, which I I really liked. As I, I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Opens it, it's like, like a closet, yeah. isn't it? Then he opens it the other way and it's the exit. Yeah, I like very, it. Very nicely done. They head through a tunnel full of massive stone heads, warning them not to go any further. Hoggle explains their false alarms and to ignore them. Uh, again, more Python-style humour with Hoggle yeah. and the statues. They're all like, like northern, aren't they? Yeah. Go back. It's like, oh, please. Yeah, I haven't said it for such a long time. <laughs> it's very, very <laughs> yeah. Python. Yeah, it's a go on then, but don't expect a big reaction. <laughs> oh, no, 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 of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's fun for the adults. Mm. You know, where you keep the, the adult uh, viewers happy because they're going to watch it with the kids. Yeah, it is. It's funny. As they're listening to the final statue, one of David Bowie's balls rolls past. <laughs> it does, yeah. This is the last thing you need. Stops at the feet of a, a goblin beggar who's just in the fucking underground there with them. What have we got here? Nothing, says Hoggle. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, tra-la-la. <laughs> it's one. Bowie. It's Bowie. He takes it all off. It's Bowie in a disguise somehow for some reason yeah <laughs> he's not very happy calls him hedgewart uh, sarah corrects him saying it's hogwart and finally hoggle corrects them both it's hoggle but meanwhile jk rowling already already got the royalties on now uh, hoggle explains in front of sarah that he was tricking her and was actually leading her back to the start where jareth interrupts him what is that plastic thing around your wrist Hoggle, if I thought for one second that you were betraying me, I'd have you thrown headfirst into the bog of eternal stench. It's a great name for something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Hoggle's not happy with that. He asks Sarah how she's enjoying the labyrinth, old Jareth. Piece of cake, she says. Piece of cake? Fucking hell. Stop I, saying piece of cake. I put big mistake. Big mistake. Huge mistake. <laughs> uh... Jareth increases the time forward by four hours. That's not fair, says Sarah. You say that so often. I wonder what your basis of comparison is. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, I use that so often. That's amazing. Yeah, I still say that to people. So my labyrinth's a piece of cake, is it? Let's see how you deal with this little slice. This little slice. Mm. Beautiful. And he throws one of his balls down the pitch black tunnel and we're met with the cleaners. It's the cleaners! It's like a massive... It's like, you know, like Benny in Total Recall? Yeah, it is. It's exactly the same thing. It's like a big drilling machine. Yeah. Which apparently cleans, I'm guessing. That's why they call the cleaners. Yeah, shredding and tearing and fills the whole tunnel and it forces them to make a run for it. Uh, they manage to break through a wall and the cleaners go past and we see it's like three tiny goblins. Yeah, there. a little bit of comedy after that. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. The cleaners. Huggle, Huggle fucking falls over and everything. F fucking face plants down onto mm. the ground whilst they're running from the cleaners. And she goes to get him and just nearly rips his arm out the socket because the cleaners are not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. It used to scare the shit out of me. It really did. Mm. Uh, that bit, yeah. And then uh, they just fall through a wall and it goes past and it's comedy. They can't see what they're doing. There's just like three little things on a... Like a spring. Yeah, like a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. <in> it. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. 
Honestly, it used to scare me that. Hoggle tells Sarah to follow him up the ladder, but she doesn't trust him anymore. Uh, he tells her what choice does she have, and she agrees, and off they go. Uh, they emerge into the daylight, and Hoggle sets off, telling her she's on her own. Sarah steals his jewels and tells him that he needs to take her further. And that's when they run into some old fuck with a turkey on his head. Yep, it's some old man. And they ask him the way to the castle. And he says, sometimes the way forward is the way back. And uh, she gives the old man a ring as thanks. Yep, I'd take that. <laughs> and off they go. <laughs> uh, she does actually, whilst they're saying, saying, me and my friend. So she calls Hoggle a friend, which uh, he is visibly moved by. Yeah. The old uh, man falls asleep. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's not He's not moved by any of it. So the turkey's got to speak to him. Yep. It's a bit of comedy, though. I quite like that bit. Yeah. Yeah. Top. He says, it's so stimulating being your head. <laughs> yeah. That's a little line there from the turkey beast. Uh, Hoggle, he's touched by Sarah, introducing him as a friend. <laughs> Yeah, again, a dream. Introduced to him as her friend to the old man and tells her he's never been anyone's friend before and then soon tries running off and leaving her when he hears a roar. Yeah. And uh, we see a massive red-haired ogre looking like... He's like hanging upside down, isn't he? From a trap and he's being like prodded by armoured goblin guards. Yeah, they're like uh, Japanese, aren't they? They're kind of like Japanese caricatures. Kinda. Mm. They are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pretending they're not. They are. They're just like, oh, now we have you all. And it's things like that. That's uh, that's what they do. Yeah. Sarah uses rocks that... Um... Yeah, they, they've got like um, bitey things on end of sticks, haven't they? Yeah. That they just keep like hitting the, uh, the ogre with. And um, obviously it's not very nice. Not very nice at all. And she says, I wish I had something to throw. And uh, the ogre is sort of like calling, just like... <laughs> That's not a very good impression at all. No. No. <laughs> Imagine the uh, dark crystal, but not quite as uh, deep. That's what he's doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking rocks turn up. Rocks turn up at Sarah's feet. Yeah, and she throws rocks. Throws rocks at them. And uh, they all fuck off. Yeah, they do. And uh, it's like, because she throws the rocks, they, they spin their helmets around. They can't see what they're doing. They're like attacking each other with these bitey things on sticks. And it's all a bit of a comedy moment uh, through the labyrinth. Yeah, she goes to help Ludo. Well, she goes to help this beast who's like roaring and shit. And she's like, I won't help you down if you don't stop. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and he's like, mm. And he's like the camera turns and you see he's got like puppy eyes. <laughs> he's like, mm. yeah, like um, puss in boots. Yeah. It's like, I won't like, do you want me to help you down? And he's like, Ludo down. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, Very good. And uh, she does. She cuts him down. Uh, thoughts on Ludo, Ken? Uh, he's a bit awkward, isn't he? Yeah. Bit of an awkward character. Not really good for adventure, is he? Why can't you see his dick? I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe he hasn't got a dick. How does he reproduce? I don't know. It's a fucking kid's film. (laughs) 
Okay, then. We'll is, carry that, on. is that the only thing that you've got from Ludo? Is why can't we see his dick? <laughs> That's what she asks him. <laughs> First thing she says to him. Hoggle can, he's right down there, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Look at my dick! <laughs> dick friend. <laughs> dick friend. <laughs> I'm writing that down. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, it turns out Sarah isn't picky about her mates and calls Ludo her friend instantly. Ludo's delighted by it. She asks if he knows to, how to get through the labyrinth, and he says no. So that's fucking pointless. Yeah, so she's like, oh, fuck off then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need a big ginger bollock like you fucking walking around yeah, with me. kicks him in his non-existent dick and runs <laughs> off. <laughs> Where is it, though? It's up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Bowie says? <laughs> Explaining it to the goblins. Yeah. You see, Toby. <laughs> Ludo's you see, dick. You see Ludo. His dick is up his own ass. I put it there, tra-la-la. <laughs> when aroused, it will expose itself. Until then, it remains hidden. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, it's all on the uh, it's all on the thirtieth anniversary DVD. Uh, more talking doors comedy now, and she finds out that she has to knock to enter. Um, can I say though that at forty-five minutes, when Hoggle's walking off after he hears the roaring and everything, and he's just left her to to her death, presumably. Um, I'm sure he calls he calls her a whore. <laughs> You've listened to that dialogue 45 minutes in. He's walking off, he's talking to himself, and I swear he calls her a whore. Here's the clip. He says something. Get through the labyrinth. Get through the labyrinth. One thing for sure, she'll never get through the labyrinth. So the knockers, yeah, one of them's got um, a shit in his ears, the other one's got shit in his mouth, and uh, she relieves the mouth one. Oh. Um, <laughs> Dear me. Yeah, and then uh, you have to knock on the door, one of the doors you have to knock on. So she, she takes the one out of the mouth, but then she wouldn't he wouldn't let her put it back in, and um, eventually she holds his nose, he opens his mouth, he goes, <laughs> she slams the ring back into his mouth. Uh, knocks. What she could have done was she could have then removed it again when she went through, but she didn't. Yeah. She thought, fuck you. I've got what I needed from you. You can now have this ring in your mouth for the rest of your life until someone else turns up, which they never will. Uh, yeah, and then they walk through and um, that's it. Yeah, so Hoggle runs into Jareth and he says, poor Hoghead, I just noticed your lovely jewels are missing. The the um the rocks in the face of uh, Bowie, they've got Bowie's face, haven't they? Like when he walks through, they're they're his face, but when he walks past, they're sort of like disjointed, aren't they? Yeah, it looks brilliant. That mm. I'd love to have that rock display in my garden. Oh, Bowie! Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely superb. Yeah, it? just from a different angle, it's just rocks. But when you get to a certain angle, it's Bowie. He says that. Um, he would be very stupid to be helping Sarah after the warning that he gave him. Uh, takes another one of his balls out and throws it to Hoggle, asking him to give it to Sarah. Yeah. Give her this. Give her my ball. <laughs> it turns out this one isn't smooth and shiny, but actually a fuzzy... It's a little furry one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a fuzzy peach. It is indeed. Uh, Hoggle says he won't do anything to hurt her. And he replies... Have you got the line that he oh, replies? It's a great insult. Yeah. Yeah. 
He says, do you think she would be interested in a repulsive little scab like you? (laughs) It's such a great put down. Yeah, and then he says, if she ever kisses you, I will make you a prince. He's like, hmm? Prince of the land of stench. It's not the best place to be a prince, is it? No. As it as it turns out. He loves it though. Yeah, well, to be a to be a prince though. Uh time for a song. Yep. This is where we see Sarah and there's a song and it's the song Chilly Down. Yeah, it's uh, like fire things that can remove their heads and dance like can be wild at a wedding. No, I certainly do. Do you know uh, two of the uh, puppets in this are voiced by Danny John Jules, who is the cat in Red Dwarf? Really? Mm. Very good. And also, he's uh, on the streets in a little shop of horrors when he's explaining how he got the plant. Nice. This is actually uh, my least favourite song. Mm, I thought he wrote this, the soundtrack. Didn't he? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like. It. He didn't sing it though, does he? I think he's just background. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I didn't really like this one. No. Here's a clip. It's like the whole the whole thing. I don't really like the whole scene, to be honest. No, it goes on for a bit too long. Mm. Uh, they throw their own heads and everything. They they can remove body parts and throw them and uh, they try and remove her head. Don't yeah, they? and uh, she doesn't. She she takes one of their heads off and throws it. And is a hey, you're only supposed to remove your own head. There's another impression for you. Yeah, and uh, then a rope falls down. She climbs the rope. It's bloody hoggle. Isn't it? Unbelievable. Hoggle's thrown her a rope so she can escape. And do you know what happens? Fingers up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Couldn't believe it. Yeah, she lets him finger her. (laughs) With his his little goblin hands. His big fat dwarf hands. (laughs) Oh, oh. Big sausage finger <laughs> <laughs> on his dwarf hand. Yeah, right in there. Now, what does happen, Ken? <laughs> she gives him a kiss. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, and uh, then they both fall into the bog of eternal stench. Well, nearly. They don't quite fall no, into they it. No, they fall in the land nearby. Yeah, and they're, they're making their way around the bog with Sarah telling him Hoggle is her friend because he came back for her. And he's about to give her Bowie's little furry peach. Um, but they fall and land on Ludo. There are bloody Ludo's there as Why well. Why would he be there? I don't know. He just fell out of nowhere, didn't he? He just went. Uh, the three of them head over a bridge but they're stopped when they try and get over by a fox with an eye patch and a British accent and they give us a scene very similar to the bridge scene in the Holy Grail, Monty Python. Yeah, it's uh, Sir Didymus. Yeah. Basically, what I'm talking about is someone stops them from crossing a bridge only to let them go over easily after a stern warning and a fight with Ludo. Yep. They say, they say uh, <clears throat> smell bad. He says, I can smell nothing, sir. Smell bad. That's very good. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, he says, uh, without my permission, none shall pass. Sir Didymus is fucking great. Yeah, I mean, he's so they, have, they have a big fight. Ludo and uh, Sir Didymus have a fight. 
um, nearly kill each other, as it turns out, but uh, then become the best of friends. Yeah. And um, it turns out that he said, well, can we? Can we have your permission? And he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hmm. It's actually great puppet work. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, make, make him like he's thinking about it. Yeah, and the answer is yes. He just like narrows his eyes at yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yes, they can. So they, they, he gives them the permission. Um, not sure who wrote the contract there that nobody could cross without his permission without writing something else in there. But yeah, apparently he gives them permission and it's all, it's all good. Yes, of course you can. Um, they cross across a rope bridge, um, which falls apart as soon as they start going on it. Ludo calls his friends, which are the rocks. Yeah, because Sarah's sort of hanging on by a branch, isn't she? Yeah. About to fall in. And yeah. if she falls in again, she's just going to smell bad for ages. Oh, no. You uh, don't want that. Uh, uh. Ludo howls up into the air and boulders appear from the bog to allow Sarah to drop down and like walk across. Um, with that, though, because, you know, he said, if you put so much as a foot in there, would that not contain the smell? They're emerging from the bog, yeah, which means they've got the bog on it. Yeah. yeah. So if you were to stand on that, would you not then be tainted by the stench? Yeah, you would, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just on the soles of your feet, though, which is all right for her because she's wearing shoes. Yeah, but others are not. Yeah. She's the only one wearing shoes. Or is Hoggle wearing shoes? Hoggle's got little shoes on. He's got little booties on. Ludo doesn't, but imagine he smells all bad already. Yeah, what with his dick up his ass. <laughs> 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 that's the last thing that's, he needs to worry true, about. That's true, yes. <laughs> yeah, and Didymus can't smell shit. Yeah. Even in his own face. He can't smell shit for dick. <laughs> that's, that's what right. he says. That's his yeah. line. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I can't smell dick for shit. Or shit for dick. Come to that. You know, he's got a, he's got a noble steed. He has, indeed. Ambrosius. <laughs> Great name. If you all remember Merlin from the beginning, it's him. And he's got a saddle on him. Yeah, it's a... It's a puppet dog, yeah. unless he's running, and then it's a real one. Yeah, yeah. So he pops his head around the corner, doesn't he, and then turns up. Yeah, and, and when they do run across it, you get little fart noises for every time they step on a stone, which is amusing for the kids. Uh, they all head off together as a team, and Hoggle tries throwing the peach away, but Jareth's voice, Jareth voice calls out, saying he wouldn't do that if he was him. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Uh, cut to the team going through the woods as Jareth and... Uh, the goblins watch on, and we find out that the peach will make Sarah forget her brother if she eats it. Oh, my God. Uh, Huggle gives her the peach, and she does eat it because she says she's starving. She says she's so hungry she could eat a shit. And he says, how about this peach? And you go, ah, fuck it, go on then. Yeah. If you haven't got any shit, I'll eat the peach. She says it tastes strange, and she asks Huggle what, what he's done. Yeah, because like, he says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And she says, what did you do, Hoggle, you fuck? <laughs> you little fuck. You little twat. And I think he's like, damn you, Jareth, or something damn like that. Damn you. He does, indeed, yeah. She says everything is dancing, and uh, she's whisked away to Bowie, twirling his balls and yeah, releasing does, yes. them into the air. Yeah. They arrive sort of at Sarah, don't they? Like They float into wherever she's in the forest. And she sees her music box, which is turning her into the um, ball gown woman on the top of it. Yeah. Didymus and Ludo, they spot the ball in the air and they can see Sarah at the masquerade walking through a crowd of dancers as we get another amazing song. 
she's inside the glass ball now, inside her music box, I guess. Maybe my favourite song actually on the thing is. I like this one as well. And the yeah. uh, a, 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 as the world as the falls world, down. As the world falls down. Here's a clip. There's such a sad love deep in your eyes, a kind of pale jewel open and closed within your eyes. I'll place the sky within your eyes. No, here's Dom singing it. That's our rendition of As the World Falls Down. I think you'll agree, it's very moving. <laughs> I do legitimately think that's like the best it's scene in the It's such a strange world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words. I'll be there for you. It's a great scene. Bowie's looking great in this, or he's in the mask. He is, yeah. This is where he's grooming, though, isn't it? It is a bit, it's a bit groomy, same, yeah. At the same point, it's a little bit groomy. Um, very, very good song. Yeah, yeah it's an amazing I've, song. I've always loved this song. Um, maybe as a kid, I thought it was a bit slow, to be honest with you. Mm. Maybe it was only as I grew to appreciate Bowie that I actually thought this song was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe it's one of those, where you like the Muppet Christmas Carol, where uh, you get the Michael Caine song. They just cut that out. Oh, me old bamboo, me old bamboo. <laughs> that one. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the love is gone, that song. And they the just love cut is that gone, out. the love is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is better when the love is gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're a big fan. <laughs> um, bloody Jim Henson. You're, You're only supposed to blow his bloody dick off. <laughs> is that what that is? You're a Jim Henson super fan, aren't you? <laughs> was that the line from the I Michael think it Kane? was, yeah. 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 Uh, Master Bruce. <laughs> Where's his dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. What's the point of all these push-ups if you can't lift your own bloody dick? <laughs> <laughs> That's in, you know, when these... No, I don't know that bit. The explosion bit in Batman Begins, and he's got to lift his own dick off himself (laughs) to get up. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be crushed by your own dick. Well, it's happened to me once before. (laughs) Thankfully, I've never had to suffer that. Uh, Where do we get to? Uh, Michael Caine. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then, and then suddenly everything goes to shit, <clears throat> doesn't it? Yeah, she she sort of snaps out of it because she's dancing with him, isn't she? At one point, I do actually like like all the people in the masquerade like laughing and yeah, dancing. Yeah, see, no, I didn't like that bit either as a kid. It no. used to freak me out. Yeah, because it always like sort of skews, and the music slows down. They're all laughing at her. Um, you know, it used to happen to me when I went to masquerade balls <laughs> with thirty-year-old uh, singers. <laughs> yeah, and you were six. <laughs> yeah, when I was a girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, I used to hate that. When they all started laughing at me, she ends up smashing a mirror, is it? And then no, she uh, she throws a chair through the through the glass. Yeah, and Jr's like, "My God, <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it breaks the the sort of um, glass ball they're in, and everyone starts like flying around yeah, the room. Yeah, so it's they? like um, some sort of like space thing, isn't it? Where they she lost the gravity. Yeah, it's good. I really yeah. like that. Uh, Sarah falls out of the the glass ball that she was in anyway and lands in a in a tip. Yeah, some junkyard. Hoggle grumbles to himself about betraying her yeah, in the he, same he's tip. He's there as well. Yeah, he, he's there as well. He's upset. Um, you get some old fucking woman just turns up. Yeah, she's got a load of shit on her back, hasn't she? Yeah, she's carrying loads of the junkyard round on her back. She gives Sarah a Lancelot Teddy, saying that's what she's been looking for. Uh, Sarah's lost her memory at this point still. And she leads Sarah further into the tip into what looks to be Sarah's bedroom. She's got like a, a, a poster on her wall when she goes in there. It's called Slashing Machine. It's like a like a record cover. And uh, it's actually the cleaner's vehicle that mm. they were in earlier. Mm. I thought, she doesn't look like the sort of person that would have an album called Slashing Machine. No, because later you see she's got a poster of Cats, the musical. Yeah, so she's fucking... She's like a child woman, but yet she's got a slashing machine, <laughs> which is probably how it would sound. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and she's just like, oh, it was all just a dream. Yeah, I better go and see if my dad's back. But when she opens the door, the old woman's like, yep, she's she's still there. It's not a dream. She's still there, and she's in the junkyard, and um, she gives her. Charlie Bear. Little <laughs> Charlie Bear. Mm, you love Charlie Bear. Yeah, and she does all that shit. Um, she starts adding stuff to the back of her, like how sh- this old woman is loads of rubbish on her back. She starts adding that to Sarah, who's just sitting perplexed at her desk. Yeah, starts reading a book. Yeah, she starts thinking there was something she was looking for, picks up the labyrinth book she had earlier and reads the, the, the same line. Through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered. I fought my way here to the castle beyond the goblin city to take back the child you have stolen. That's the line. It's just she's, um, she's got a little David Bowie doll on her dresser as well. <laughs> That's not even playing in the background. Why are we doing that again? <laughs> yeah, she realises that all this junk she has is fucking rubbish. Yeah. That's what she realises. It's a load of rubbish. None of it matters. I'll tell you what matters. Fucking brother. Yeah. Her brother, remember him? Yeah, start smashing the room up. Yep. And uh, Sir Didymus and Ludo turn up to help her out the room. Thank fuck for that. And thankfully, as luck would have it, they're right outside the main gates of the Goblin City. Hooray! Hoggle sees them and follows them. He's worried. 
Uh, Sarah has to calm Sir Didymus down. He wants to take on the guards on his own. Yeah, and there's a massive fucking guard, isn't there? Who goes? Yeah. That's what he says. They end up going through stealthy, though. And we get a... It's like a massive mechanical goblin. Yeah. He's got a massive, huge axe. Yeah. Uh, Huggle jumps on the head of the goblin and removes it to show that there's like a little tiny one driving it. Yeah. Again, it's the terrifying thing. Suddenly becomes comedy. Yeah. And he goes, abandon ship! And just jumps off and actually really made me laugh. Uh, just plummets to the floor. Yeah. And everything's forgiven. Well done, Hoggle. And uh, they end up blowing it up anyway. Uh, jumps down, tells Sarah how Jareth made him give her the peach and he doesn't expect her to forgive him or to be friends with him again. But she does forgive him because it's a kid's film. Yeah. And she's suddenly become nice. Not exact horrible revenge on him like you would in real life. Yeah, like cuts his little dwarf balls off. Yeah. And dangles them in his eyes. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. Not this time. No, she forgives him. And Sir Didymus commends him on his bravery. Yeah. Meanwhile, of course, Jareth's aware of all this because somebody goes and tells him. Yeah. He's just up there, just minding his own business. He's like, what? He calls out the guards and uh, there's a huge fight in the Goblin City. Yeah, they turn up and Ludo's cocked his leg up and pisses all over him as a sign of friendship. Yep. Which is uh, acidic. Because he's an ogre. And it's out of his arse. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, he's got his dick up his arse, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, very dangerous. Sarah gives Hoggle back his jewellery and thanks him for his help, seemingly allowing him to leave the quest. But instead he rises up and tells them, let's go and get that cunt. <gasps> I think we're going to make it, said Sarah. Piece of cake, says Hoggle. Oh, fucking hell. Not again. And as he says the magic words, the walls around them, surrounded by goblin guards with weapons, there's a fucking cannon, there's like a machine gun or something that's going on there. And uh, they flee, except for Didymus, who wants to face them head on. <laughs> but Ambro- he does, he's brave. <laughs> but Ambrose just runs away. Brave, said Didymus. <laughs> Sarah, Ludo and Hoggle, they, they hide in a house. Ambrose just goes the sa- uh, does the same. And shuts the door behind Sir Didymus and won't let him in. <laughs> yeah, this is very nice of him. He's noble steed, after all. Yeah, what a piece of shit Ambrosius is. Uh, Didymus is surrounded. He tells him if they throw down their weapons, he will see that they are all well treated. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's ten of them. Yeah. Uh, so they don't. No. And at that time, Ludo climbs up the chimney and starts howling into the sky which causes boulders to sort of rain down on the town through the streets into the guards, like knocking them over and all that sort of shit. Uh, Sarah and the gang, they make it into the castle after dodging the machine gun goblins and the, you know, all that sort of shit. Yeah, a little bit of comedy there with the rock falling on him. Uh, She stops Didymus, Ludo and Hoggle, telling them this is the only way he could have gone and he has to face, and she has to face him alone. But why, asks Hoggle? And she says, I don't know. And she says, because that's just the way it is. Diddling, diddling, Things will diddling. never be the same. <laughs> um, Didymus accepts if that's what it, if that's the way it is done. But should you need us? Yes. Should you need us? <laughs> it's how Hoggle says it. That's Hoggle. I'll call, nods Sarah. She thanks them and off she fucks for the final showdown with Jareth. And one last song.
world, you precious thing. You starve and near exhaust me. Everything I've done, I've done for you. I move the stars for no one. Great song. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're all we're on crazy stairs. We're on stairs, upwards, downwards. Where's that fucking kid? Who knows? He's defying gravity. My note is, uh, Within You, which is the song, has been stuck in my head since I made the notes. And yeah. I remember watching this and doing the notes. And that song, I came and recorded with Ken. We didn't even do Labyrinth. We did something else. But I was like, I can't fucking get Within You out of my head. Within You and As the World Falls Down are the best songs on there. It's yeah, so fucking good. Your eyes can be so cruel Just as I can be so cruel Though I do believe in you Tell me! Yes, I do But yeah, you see a lot of Bowie walking upside down and going like sideways along stairs and it's actually pretty cool it's a really cool set piece they uh they copied it in nightmare on elm street five yeah where they did the upside down stairs bit with the baby mm. and all that shit yeah but uh was some, that, that wasn't miko hughes we thought that but last when we actually did no, the, it's, 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 uh, some reason similar isn't it similar miko some hughes reason looking. this still looks better than nightmare on elm street five even mm. though this was the three years before it yeah yeah this still looks better brilliant david bowie's dressed as a fucking owl you're damn right he is. Damn right. So, you know, this is better than any version of this. Yeah. You've not got David Bowie dressed as an owl. You might as well not bother. That's it. Ken, how many times have I said that to you? Yep. I I, I stand by it. Uh-huh. Yep. I cannot argue with that whatsoever. Live without the sunlight. Sarah eventually catches up to Toby and jumps down towards him. And as she does, the room splits apart. And it's like the galaxy song in uh, Meaning of Life. Monty Python, Eric Idle turns up. (laughs) She floats down onto a small landing, separated from Toby again. And as she does that, Jareth emerges and he's in. He's dressed as an owl, as Ken says. Of course he is. And uh, she says, give me the child and a great line from Bowie. Give me the child. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now. But I can be cruel. Generous? What have you done that's generous? Everything. Everything that you wanted, I have done. You asked that the child be taken. I took him. You cowered before me. I was frightening. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down, and I have done it all for you. I am exhausted from living up to your expectations. Isn't that generous? He gets his balls out for her, but uh, she ignores them. Yeah. And she says, oh, my kingdom is great. And he says, I ask for so little. Just let me rule you. Yeah, brilliant. 
and you can have everything that you ever wanted. And then she forgets the last line, as she always does. She remembers all the complicated shit. Of course she does. He says, just fear me, love me. This is brilliant, this is. Actually, I really like this. Have you got it written? Um, Yeah, I think so. Go on then. Take it away, Kenneth. Fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Yeah, he's still got his balls. He's tempting her with them. Well, yeah. That would tempt me. Would me as well, to be honest, yeah. And suddenly she remembers the line, you have no power over me. I fucking love his face. Yeah, slow-mo disappointed Bowie, I've put. That face, um, I was once witness to somebody giving me that face when um, they asked me a question and I answered them and they had that slow-mo disappointment. Is it when our old boss asked you to take the paper clips from your glasses? <laughs> no, but it was him. <laughs> Fuck off, really? It was him, yeah. <laughs> it was him, but he asked me the question, did you call everyone a cunt? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, yes. <laughs> and that was the look of disappointment. Because then he knew he had to do something about it. If I'd have said no, it'd have been fine. It'd have been like, well, it's their word against yours. It's not quite as whimsical as the plot from Labyrinth, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Imagine if that was the <laughs> Sarah, That's what did, she couldn't remember. Sarah, did you call me Sarah, a cunt? let me ask you a question. Did you call me... <laughs> Did you call me? Did you or did you not call me a cunt? Yes. Honestly, it's that that is the only reference I had to the look of disappointment on his face was Bowie when he was told <laughs> when she remembered the line. <laughs> Always, always stuck with me, that has. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, so he's very, very disappointed. And uh, he's so disappointed, he regresses to owl, owl status. Yeah, where throws he throws his he, balls up in the yeah, air. Yeah, and it just becomes an owl. Vanishes. He's like, oh, fuck this. He's got his cape. turns into an owl. His cape billowing around him. Last thing you see is the Lamal haircut disappear. Turns into a white owl, flies out the window, and Sarah's back in the, the hall of her parents' house. And she runs up to Toby's room to check on him. Yep, the clock is chiming 12. It's midnight. The spirits did it all in one night. (laughs) You there, Toby, what day is this? She goes up to check on him and he's fast asleep in his crib. So fuck it, I tell you what, she's shouting, she's shouting, Toby, Toby! Yeah. And runs into his bedroom, slams the lights on. And you're thinking... Even if he was asleep, he won't be now. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he still is, apparently. Yeah, he's still fast asleep in his little crib. Uh, she gives him Lancelot, saying that she wants him to belong to Toby now and leaves him to sleep. The parents turn back up. She goes to meet them, and she spots a creepy peeper masturbating in the corner of her room. I like the fact that the dad gets home and shouts, We're home! <laughs> yeah. Sarah! <laughs> Are you home? <laughs> so, this is why she's been looking after the baby, of course, that everyone's trying not to wake up. Yeah, but, but that's, that's how he gets home. 
He's like he just shouts up the stairs and go, instead of like just going to knock on the door, perhaps. Maybe she's asleep. It's fucking midnight. She's sixteen. Maybe she's also asleep. <laughs> yeah. But still, no, that that's how he gets home. And she shouts, Yeah, I'm home. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Toby is sleeping soundly in the other room. <laughs> this reminds me of Bottom when they break into Bulldog's house. Of oh, of Mr. Rottweiler. Rottweiler's yeah. house, yeah. Yeah. Richard! Richard! <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just like, yeah, nice and quiet though, because the baby's asleep. But that that's how they greet each other. Uh, yeah, anyway, where did we get to? You you were masturbating in a mirror. Yes, that's it. Yes. yes. Okay. And yeah, it's Ludo. It is Ludo, yeah, masturbating his big ginger dick. He's like, goodbye, Sarah. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck was that? Why has Ludo got his fucking fist up his arse? <laughs> got his dick out of his arse. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, should you need us? Yeah, it's, it's Hoggle and Didymus. They're, They're both. both uh, yeah, yeah. I think Didymus says, remember, should you need us? And Hoggle says, yes, should you need us? And she says, I do. Through her life and for no reason at all, she'll need them. Yeah. Even though I'm 16. And, they, and I'm about to find out what boys are, and I won't give a fuck about cats, stuffed animals, or Hoggle pissing into a fountain. Yeah. Although I will immediately think, if he's pissing into a fountain, that means he's got his dick out. Which means, I wonder what his dick looks like. Yes, as all women think, <laughs> whenever they see a man. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, we assume I so. I don't know. She's blossoming. She's blooming. Oh, God. <laughs> and Hoggle says... You do? Well, why didn't you say so? And then a shitload of puppets. And then gets his dick out. Yeah, and all of the rest of the puppets. Windmills it right in her face. All the puppets windmilling their dicks. (laughs) There's streamers. Ludo has a party hat on. Uh, Sarah jumps on the bed with them and hugs Hoggle and Didymus. Uh, Everyone starts dancing. And we pull out the room and we see a white owl watching on. It's the only person not invited to the party. It's David Bowie pretending to be an owl. Which is a sentence that no one's ever said before. Because <laughs> if you saw David Bowie dressed as an owl outside your house, of course you're going to invite him in. I would. You're damn right you would. Rest in peace. Flies away and Bowie starts singing as we fade to black. Yeah, and we get the uh, Babe song again. We get the moon, and it it just goes into the underground, which was the original music. So, Ken, what do you reckon? This film, where's it ranking for you? In terms of like children's films, even very, the Muppet films, very high, mm. very high. He's not got the comedy of the Muppets, the, the Muppets films, but um, no. In, in terms of ch- childhood films, this is fucking massively high on my list. Yeah, absolutely love it. I mean, I, I love David Bowie, so that that's that's one big tick against it. And as a, as a kid, I just really really enjoyed it. Yeah, they don't do films like this. They don't do films like where you've got scary bits, you've got funny bits. The funny bits were for the adults. Nowadays, if you're going to do anything like that, it has to be animated. And yeah. that's you don't, you don't get puppet films. 
No, that's a shame. Yeah, because the, the Muppet films are are still adult orientated as well, so they've got a little bit of that, but they're all really brightly coloured. These puppets are all like dark goblin demon style, yeah, aren't they? There's no brightly coloured puppets in this at all. Even even the good puppets are still like darkly done. Yeah, um, yeah. This this is amazing. It's an amazing film. Yeah, the puppetry is like unbelievable. Like nowadays, like Ludo will probably be CGI. Yeah, it'd just be pointless. Yeah, yeah. he's like um, Shrek. That's what it'd be. It'd just be a Shrek mm. instead. Yeah, and an amazing, amazing performance from Bowie in, in yeah. this. <laughs> He just seems to be having so much fun yeah. doing it. Plus, what a great cod piece he's got on. Exactly. I, know, I know we said I don't know how long we'd take to discuss it, but we mentioned it at the beginning. I think we can mention it again at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell made that decision? What, to have his dick That, out? that, that he'd be wearing that? Yeah. I, I, I'd like to think it was him. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm fucking wearing this. Yeah. yeah. He just yeah. brought it from his own house. Yeah. Yeah, he just said, no, I'm wearing these. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and the, the idea for the hair is from Lamar because that's the hair he had when he did the Never Ending Never Story. Never Ending Story song, yeah. Yeah. So they had it for that, and it's just fucking perfect. He Never looks great Story in this. was about 86 as well, though, wasn't it? Um, probably a bit earlier, I would have thought. Was it? It wasn't yeah. far off. No. Um, but what a great film. And this is uh, like escalated to iconic status because of the soundtrack from Bowie and his performance in it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a very unique performance that I don't think would have happened if Bowie wasn't in it. No, I, I I would struggle to think of anyone, even back then, who could have done that. Mm. Uh, it's just, no, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about anyone else in, instead of Bowie. No. No, so if they remake this, they they fuck that up. Yeah, Will big, Smith? Big time, fuck off. <laughs> So is this being inducted into the bad it's movie? Not a bad movie in the slightest, and we both knew that before we even started. Yes. No, this is a this is a classic case of let's just do a popular film to get some listens. <laughs> yeah, because we enjoy the <laughs> film and we wanted you to do your Bowie. Yep. Um, Although we found out that actually your Hoggle is also unbelievable. <laughs> so I do I do enjoy a Hoggle every now and then. Yes, you do. I enjoy that more than a Hogwart. And on that note. Let's bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Yeah, if we were going to do uh, a pitch, it would be Carl Weathers as Jareth, <laughs> which may or may not work. It definitely work. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know how good he is at singing, but we could have probably dubbed um, Bowie's yeah, vocals. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so Carl Weathers miming to Bowie. Throwing a child in the air. Yeah. That would, like have been, that would have been real, Carl Weathers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Clint Howard as Toby. Yeah, as that child. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so what do you think to this week's episode? What did you think to this week's film, Labyrinth? Let us know. The email address, <laughs> badmoviecool <laughs> at gmail.com. Do you agree with the fact that it should be left out of the bad movie cult? Or do you think that it should be uh, should be in? Did you not enjoy it? We would be interested in your thoughts. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dom, I didn't realise you were carrying on. 
you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, well, you can. Just search for the Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. If you enjoyed the podcast and are wondering how to support us, all we ask is that you please leave us a like, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. And if you can leave us a rating or review, it's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. And we'll see you again next week where we'll be back with another movie review, deep dive and film pitch. And thank you, fellow cult member, for listening to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Thank you. And they do said... Remind me of the babe. Babe with the power. Power of voodoo. Voodoo. Remind me of the babe. Sarah, let me ask you a question. Did you or did you not call me a cunt? <laughs>